Yeah! Talking about expressvpn.com slash nooners. Love ExpressVPN. You've got to have a VPN in today's world or you're not living your life right, brother. People are going to start stealing your passwords, all your bank info, everything. And I know most of you are probably thinking, uh, why don't you just use incognito mode? Let me tell you something. Incognito mode doesn't hide your activity. Doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why when I'm at home, I never go online without using Express VPN. Huge fan. I've had it for years. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background uh, of all my computers and my laptops and my phones, and it's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, like I was saying, phones, computers, uh, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it right now. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash nooners, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S, vpn.com slash nooners. Expressvpn.com slash nooners. Head there to learn more. Yeah, talking about liquidiv.com, promo code Nooners at checkout. You see us drinking it on the show every single day. Where would we be, Japes, without Liquid IV in our lives? Dehydrated, we'd have headaches, we'd be tired, exhausted. Yep. Not be able to get through the day, get through work, we'd be sick all the time. I'd be hungover. (laughs) Every single day. Love the liquid IV. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks out there, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. It's just a little tiny stick full of powder. Pop it in 16 ounces of water. You're good to go. What's your reckon, Jabes? Double or triple hydrated? Du- I would say double. Oh, I'd say triple. What? Nay. I'll say triple today. Huge fan of Liquid IV. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration. With Liquid IV, get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Nooners at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ross. Patterson Revolution! Brought to you by BlackRifleCoffee.com So 
Sorry, Jade. Sorry. It feels weird getting all the like, sorry for your loss. I mean, it's awesome. I think it's partly joking, maybe serious, but like, I don't, it's I, not I, my I, loss. I don't think it's it is. everyone's like, I don't think it is um, joking. I, okay. All of the posts that I've seen regarding you and Anthony Bourdain, like, look, we've talked about him a thousand times on this show. I tried to get him for what was it, episode 100? It was 100, yeah. 200, right? Yeah. 100. I, yeah, I believe so. And, um, you know, his agent said he was super busy and whatever. I mean, the guy travels 300 days out of the Dude, year. He is so super busy. It wasn't it, like... It's not shocking. Um, what is shocking is his death. Yeah. I mean, you woke me up at like, I don't know, 7.38 in the morning. Which is a big no-no, you guys. As you all know, that's a huge no-no. It was 7.35. Not that I'll, you know. Not that you were like, fuck. <laughs> you like looked. when I And I just showed you my phone. Yeah. Because I like couldn't say it. And that made it. Uh, like that, that, that made the wake up even more shocking. I was like, yeah. what? And I thought you were joking. So I remember I asked you, I was like, that, that can't be real. The, there's part of me that still feels like it's a big joke. Well, it's not, obviously. I know, but, I know, uh, I know. But uh, with Anthony Bourdain, like he was truly one of your favorites. It, it, not only when we, we just talked about him maybe two shows ago. Yeah. Uh, or the show before last. I hope that didn't contribute to anything. Yeah. I'm sure he was listening. Because I was talking about how how is, he's my type. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he's just like, oh, God. You like him crazy. Oh, no. People like the Jabes no, but are into me. I, I'm I, ending I, it, it. Yeah. And this is this is one of those things where it's just like, you know, I've seen some other posts of like, how do you get wrapped up in celebrities' deaths and all that other mm-hmm. shit? And, I, and I'm I think, right there. Uh, yes. And, and, and you're with them. I'm with them where it's just like, all right, cool. However, there is certain people in your life that you followed or you were a fan of that you loved that's, you know, changed your life in some small way, even though they were a fucking dumb celebrity. And uh, I look, I, I just talked about this with Prince on the last show. Right. And. During the time that Prince died, uh, was 2016, there was like a million celebrity rock star death, Bowie. Like, I mean, it was craziness that, that year. This year, um, we've had two in, th- in a span of three days, super mm-hmm. famous people who have hung themselves. Hung themselves. Yeah. Which is- Last year we had two with uh, lead singer of Linkin Park mm-hmm. and uh, Chris Cornell. Now we have Anthony Bourdain and, and Kate Spade. Which are like, you know, tastemakers, uh, so to speak, in uh, in the world itself, and it's super strange. Yeah, like I have to say that I well, first of all, thank you, everyone. I like that they like thought of me. Everybody did. I, I did. Even I felt bad for yeah, you. I was yeah. just like, shit. I know. I know. There's always a. I watched the, the CNN thing. Since, I was crying. Since, yeah, since this is an audio show. Um, only and you know we're, we'll be back to video show soon like I'll, I'll tell you this for the audience you at some point during your day have a parts unknown on a tv <laughs> yeah. on a phone just somewhere around you and um, or let me and, just and say I've, that, I've caught a lot of them with you yeah yeah and i dug his whole shit like his whole shit dude and like or some kind of 0.0 production whether it's like chef's table or like right you know what I mean? Like mind, mind of a chef where he's narrating some kind of thing or parts unknown or no reservations or layover or fuck. That's a lot of shows. I mean, cooking comp or, um, 
Kitchen Confident Confidential. Yeah. I read probably like pretty soon after it came out. And that was his When was that? Do you remember? So that was two thousand that it came out. Fuck, that long ago. Yeah. So okay. do you know that whole story of just yeah. his whole thing? Yep. Yeah. Of like writing that article for the New Yorker. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, and it and it blew up and And he wasn't a writer. That's the thing about him is like everything that he did that we that like I would aspire to do or a journalist or a writer or a chef, like it just came so naturally to him that he was just like he didn't have to try to do it he didn't you know he went to culinary school but that's about it he took one creative writing lesson is like one of my favorite writers and voices of all time yeah it's like these things and like the journalism like how he just went to places and started asking questions over a table of food and that like got out so much more discussion than like, you know, another CNN reporter, Coop Dog going out there and right. asking questions with the microphone or something. And um, I don't know, just everything just like came so naturally to him. Yeah, the, the weirdest thing about that is he's the last guy on earth that I would expect to kill himself. Like, yes. It, he seems like the type of guy who would make fun of people for doing that, like off camera, where you're just like, oh, way to go, pussy. Or, yeah. or whatever it is. this is the last like if he pulled out you know an old gun from the french and indian war and then blew his brains out i would be like oh cool you know like or if he died on some like weird adventure out in the fucking congo which he's been a million you know what i mean like then you're like all right yeah man he got a fucking crazy tapeworm yeah man you know because he's done everything 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 he was shooting in uh in alsace france which is beautiful and pristine and has uh, arguably the finest restaurants in the world and it's he was eating a fine meal that day and it was uh strange thing man i i don't know the speculation is is kind of all over the place right now and i will say it is weird for me to like be affected by it because i'm always just like you know, like, hey, a, c- a celebrity. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just like, he's a celebrity. You didn't know him. Yeah. How can you be so affected? Yeah. Um, And I get that in certain ways, like for sure. I'm like, uh. and then the other thing that rings in my head is what I say of like, we want our artists and talent, you know, people, talented people to have like, you know, they have this darkness and we like, like it. Like when Soundgarden sure. and whatever, like. Chris Cornell, it's like he was a dark motherfucker and talented and like, you know what I mean? Right. If you want them to be that good, they're going to have something else. They're going to have a demon, you know? Right. So it's very rare that you have a well-adjusted, happy, you know, normal person with no demons making great art that's moving people and really speaking to people. And that's the problem. But you just have to be, I have to be okay with that. And that's what I tell when everyone, when anyone dies that like, you know, Prince or Chris Cornell or whatever, that I'm the first to say like, listen, if you wanted the great art, you're going to yeah. get, right. Yeah, you're going to get the, you're going to get the dark side. So that's what I'm telling myself. Well, at least I don't have any demons, James. I'm just a, a genius. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. No, look, I, in all sincerity, like we all have demons or d- dark thoughts. Ah, uh, most of us, anybody in the creative field, I would say. But uh, it's it's how you choose to use them, or, uh, or or things that you can do to to silence the voices in your mind by uh, creating art. And with him, I mean, fuck, 
you know, everybody from the outside is going to look at this and be like, man, this guy literally had the greatest job on the planet. But he also did it all. So was there like nothing new for him to discover? Was he in France again for the umpteenth time (laughs) with that? that fucking eric repair which is like the biggest snooze of all time which is his good friend and he's just like you know who found what him, by the way who found him yeah um it was the last little jab that he was giving to eric repair like you know you can't handle spicy or dead bodies <laughs> but like was he just like i've done it all man like i literally have gone and he he thrives on new places so like he ha- he has to be moving all the time he has to be experiencing something sure. new meeting new people blah, blah blah all the time all the time probably running from some kind of demon but was it that i don't know i i i did some research on him afterwards he was married twice mm-hmm. before yeah um had an 11 year old yeah daughter mm-hmm. that he had when he was 50 Okay. <laughs> so um, became a dad at age 50. Which, look, that happens a lot in uh, with, with older men who were remarried with a younger woman. For sure. Because the younger still. woman f- wants to have children. Yeah. And then you, but usually it changes people. So when I read that, I was and shocked did, because, but yeah, yeah it, but usually it changes people for like, the better, I mean, I, you know, we watched that snooze of a doc of that Eric Clapton doc on um, God. whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> it's terrible. terrible. Absolutely terrible. <laughs> and, you know, Clapton was a miserable person through his pretty much his entire life. Right. Got remarried at like fucking 60 or whatever it was and then started having children with a younger wife and completely changed his life. And he's like I, perky a little bit. Cr- and like, crazy. <laughs> yeah. So usually that's what happens to people. So I was surprised when I read that he had an 11-year-old daughter where I was just like, fuck, how do you leave a child behind, especially at that age? Because at that age, you're smart enough and through social media and everything else at school and and everything else that you're going to go through, you know that your father hung himself with a bathrobe belt. Like, because kids at school are going to tell you, Mm -hmm. um, other parents are going to be talking about it, you're going to hear about it, or you're going to be on the internet yourself looking up your dad and why he passed away. And you're going to stumble across all of these articles. So So part of me is pissed. Like part of me is mad at him. Part of me feels bad for him. Whatever he was going through. Confused. Like I'm just like, it's the daughter thing that you have to be pissed about. Yeah. That's the thing. And like the thing with Kate Spade, I was just like, you bitch. Like I know you were going through something, but Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. How do you do that? And you know, I've said before, like I just don't understand suicide i've just never had those thoughts or even close or i just i literally cannot understand the act of doing the whole thing the robe the belt like that is so far beyond something i can understand i can if if you're at your lowest point in life i I, like i can understand thinking about it then what i can understand is uh at this level of fame wealth dream job all that stuff like passion money yes i I, that that i cannot understand (laughs) yeah i I cannot understand that for the life of me you're filming your amazing show you're in the middle of production people who are really fucking down in the depths of of shit of hell who are just like man my life is not going to get any better i can't get either the job i want i can't financially take care of myself like that's when i can understand it um i've you know in, in my personal life uh, I've had 
five friends now. And this is Anthony Bourdain is not my friend, so he's not one of the yeah, five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I me want, neither. I, I did yeah, never meet him. Exactly. So I want to make that clear for the audience. We don't know him or nothing. But I've had per- five personal friends who've died hanging themselves mm-hmm. um, in that manner. Uh, one that I was just at the funeral at a year, what was that, a year and a half ago, two years mm-hmm. ago, somewhere in there. Um, he okay. had no wife, kids, girlfriend, nothing. And, you know, I, in a way, it was just like his, his parents were sad, but he wasn't close to them either. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, his, uh, us as best friends, we were, we were sad. But you, you have to look at it and be like, all right, I, look, he left nothing behind or anybody else. So it's just. I guess what I don't understand is there's really no one you can call and talk to for a second or there's no like. No, in some instances, you can have there's no for me where it's just like there's not there's not really no in some instances there isn't and and you can't talk to anybody about it. Um, You know, with uh, my other friend from college who passed away, same manner. Yeah. Um, Nobody could get a a hold of him. A couple people had and everything else. And and like, you know, his wife had said everything. okay. he had three kids uh, and they were all young. And like, I, I just don't know how you could do that to them. Like it's just a, but it's, then again, it's a very selfish act. Yes. But there's, I mean, we don't have depression and I don't really know anybody or I don't have anyone close to me that struggled with it. So I don't understand that part of it too. So I have to like put you've, that uh, out you, there. Actually you have in the past, you've had some, you know, uh, with postpartum. Yes. But upon, upon more reflection, I think that, and talking to other moms about it, mm-hmm. Um, when you, it's a really crazy thing to become a mom and lose yourself. And it's this weird, like grief thing that you go through where it's like, I'm never again going to be the person that I was and you're not prepared for it. And it's really, really hard. And I had a colicky baby and it was just like a really stressful, hard, not sleeping time. Right. Um, I don't know if I had, I don't, upon thinking about it, if I had a chemical imbalance or if it was just like so much, you know, to like be letting go of and to be dealing with, and you don't know when it's going to end, you know, second child, it's like, you get, you know, it does suck, but you know, it's going to end, you know, they get, you know, they start sleeping through the night, your life starts getting a little easier Sure. You know, and you've already dealt with losing yourself as a single person that cares about yourself and maybe one other person's spouse or, you know what I mean? Yeah. That person of like, you can do whatever you want. You can, you know, the way that you talk, the way that everything is just completely different when you become a mom that wants to be a great mom, by the way. But, um, so yeah, I've, I guess I can understand that, but the real depression that you have to struggle with your whole life which people have, you know, to medicate and get better and then go drop back into it and all of that. I have to say, I don't understand it. And I don't want to sound like naive, like, why can't you just call somebody? It's like, I, because I've never struggled with that. Right. That's my mentality. And that's a lot of people's mentality. If you have struggled with it, they probably understand what he was going through. They're probably like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. He was in a hotel room, whatever. I don't know what was going through his mind, but he hung himself. Yeah. Right. That's what people like think about when they're dealing with depression all the time. And it's just a matter of what time you're going to do it. Yeah. Cause I mean, look, we've all had super dark thoughts. Um, 
and again, it, it depends on if you act on it or if you can channel it into something else. And, uh, I look, my part of me hopes that it comes out with this whole thing with Bourdain that it was just like some weird strangulation thing like that. That's what I wanted it to be. That, that I wouldn't even be mad gosh, at. So the penis wasn't out. I kept asking. So was he, was his hand <laughs> just on the, cr- anything, <laughs> I'm like, was then, it low on the door? Was he was, high up on the thing? Because with Bourdain, as cool as he was, like if I it was know. a strangulation technique where you're like, oh shit, I, fuck man. He and got it, into a it, lot of things late in life. he got out of hand, yeah. Yeah. Uh, who was the one in the closet in... Uh, <laughs> 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 who was the one in the... It was, it was Keith Carradine in... Um, yeah, the uh, NXS guy, right? Uh, well, him too. Oh no, sorry, the um, karate too. guy. No, 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 no. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. the NXS guy too was strangulation. Yeah, um, yeah. With the with with Keith Carradine, you know, dressed up as the geisha, hanging in the closet sure. and uh, strangulating. Hey, man, like <laughs> again, you weren't Norm, killing yourself. Norm Macdonald does a bit where it's just like risk versus reward, dude. <laughs> like on that, like he's like, I've never done it, but gosh, it must be. The most amazing thing because <laughs> there is a possibility yeah. that your child, you know, that your whatever family can find <laughs> you with your dick in your hand yeah. hanging from a door. I mean, <laughs> that risk is so high that like the reward again that I don't know about right. must be the most amazing thing. Yeah, of all yeah, time. It must be the most amazing <laughs> sesh of your life. Know. Yeah, Jack sesh of your and life. And again, if that's what it was, I'd be like, all right, Bourdain, you've done it all, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You just wanted to take it to that next level, and I get that. Take it to the edge. Yeah. Yeah. Because if it was, I think everybody would be down with that. Oh. Be like, all right, cool. Yeah. Cool. He lived his life the same way he lived, you know. Just needing new experiences, just <laughs> going to the next level, right? Yeah, man. That's the last part unknown. <laughs> yeah gosh just, what a way to go huh a, a nice strangle and, and i'll say like it's beautiful too yes. and, and reportedly he had just had like an un- unbelievable meal right before he went up to his room that night of, of course. course so yeah he maybe, does every maybe, day maybe he had a great meal you know like like that if he had a, like the most amazing meal uh his girlfriend was in italy he oh. wasn't gonna cook up with her for another couple sure. weeks and was just like look i need to get down Krav Maga sesh um, with my wiener, and um, that I can handle that. I right, can handle that. What's and he's just that. like, what's the worst thing that can happen? Repair finds me. Yeah, you know <laughs> what I mean. It's like, and even then, like that's a funny ha ha moment oh. for repair, where it's just like cool. Eric. Even though I'm going to be dead in a strangle basin sesh, sure, but this is going to be funny for Eric. Yeah, for Eric. <laughs> um. I- yeah. So. I don't know. I wanted it to be something else. Yeah, but, it's but still, well, it doesn't take away that, like, God, I'm never going to hear that awesome narration voice. I know. Doing some other, you know, some new adventure. Pour out, pour out some Malbec for, for Bourdain. I will. Yeah. A nice Malbec. That was a, that was a really shocking one, by the way, because it was your dude, you know? It, it was. It it, and it happened to me two years ago with my dude, with Prince. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, fuck, man. Yeah. Really? And even Tom Petty didn't hit me that hard. That was more of a nostalgic thing of like, oh, right. man, like I wanted to see him like with my dad or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was just, it was one of the things Bourdain where like. Bourdain was uh, a part of your everyday life, I would say. A- everyday life. Yeah. And. Because um, you watched all those, you watch all those goddamn shows. I watch all those goddamn shows. I watch everything, like I said, that 0.0 does or is a part of. 
I just, I just fucking love him, man. Like, nah. I love his voice. I love like the way he talks. He's smoking hot. Yeah, no, 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 no. 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 We, we, we heard you, James. Yeah, Silver Fox. Yeah, sixty-one. Same, same age as your dad. So, I uh, just want to point that out for for the audience. Um, yeah, nobody's dad looks like that. <laughs> Sorry about it. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on. But thank yeah. you, everyone. And yeah. um, I know, but I also got messages of other people that were super, like so many people that were affected too. Yeah. It was one of those oh, where yeah. it just like. I'm not unique in loving him. Like no, no, a no, bunch no. of people feel the exact same way that I do. So yeah. it's more about him. Like that, that how far reaching and how weirdly amazing he was. Well, look, he revolutionized that industry. And like, would there be any of this shit without him? Food Network and all of this stuff? Like, I mean. There would be, but it wouldn't be as, that was the first as book. cool. That was yeah. the first book. Uh, by a chef that I, I can remember just, just exploded where you were just mm-hmm. like, holy shit. And then that kind of New York times bestseller, just it, he got everything from that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, everything. And he was still working at the restaurant. That's crazy. And he was like, I'm going to work here until I guess. And then when he walks in one day and there's 20 reporters there, like wanting to talk to him, he's like, all right, I guess I need to quit and like figure out where this goes. And they're offering him a TV show. And it was like, I saw Jesus. an old picture of him uh, from the kitchen uh, back in the days. You With know? the long hair and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, yeah. what? He looked like he was on heroin. Oh, he totally but, uh... was on some kind of drug <laughs> for sure. Yeah, he seemed too cool to off himself. Too cool. Um, yeah. Nah. Anyways, rest in peace, Bourdain. That was a shocking one. And uh, sorry, Jabes. That one sucks. I know, man. But That one sucks. Uh, I don't know how far. Th- I know they were filming the new season i don't know how far they got through it but uh they're gonna probably knowing their production company and like honoring him the way that he would do it is like they'd show the first part and then they go into they'd like you know yeah turn it into a thing of like he was found dead here or whatever like i don't know yeah i I, I hope the, the the funny thing is is uh i i went through some of the production photos to see what the last photo was ta- yeah, yeah, yeah. taken of him. He was on a tandem bike with that guy. Well, we have our Eric. answer. We have our answer. <laughs> God damn, he hated any shit like that. If he wasn't completely making fun of it, he then he was going to kill himself. miserable in the photo. So oh, God. It's pretty funny. Um. <laughs> We've all been there too, right? Yeah. Where it's like you're trying to have a good time and you should be having a good time, right? Or some like amazing place and you're just like, Ugh, I don't know. I'm just not. Maybe you want to have a good time so bad. Those kind of things. Yeah. Where it's like new, the New Year's syndrome. It's New Year's. I have to have the best time involved. And you're not. I, I don't. That I, can be super depressing. It is. Imp- not the same. It, yeah. But. It is impossible to have a bad time in that part of France. Like there's. There's. Unless you're Bourdain, man. Like I guess. Uh, yeah. And if you've seen and done it all. like I don't Sacramento know. to him. I don't know, but everybody's got their favorite spot in this world where it's just like... His is Vietnam. Is it really? Like, yeah, he loves that kind of shit. And he talks about it openly of like, that was the the thing that made him want to do the show. And he gets back anytime he can slip it into a season. He goes back every single time. That's where he went with Obama. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. And had that $2 bowl of noodles with him. Yeah, you know, I actually retweeted that. Uh, I saw... 
uh, Obama posted that uh, that that picture of him, and he was it was a really eloquent uh, send off from Obama. He just said, um, you know, this is how all everybody calls him Tony. So I guess we didn't know him that well. Um, I know. <laughs> I'm more formal with him. I never met him. Yeah, I know. Same, same. If but, I met him, I'd call him Tony for sure. Yeah, but uh, it just said, this is how I'll, I'll always remember Tony is is sitting on low plastic chairs. Drink, uh, eating two dollar noodles, cheap noodles, but delicious, uh, and having ice cold beers, and he's like, you know, you can't ask for a better moment than than this. And and you're right, where you're like, shit, man, that's uh, probably was a hell of a a conversation for a couple hours, just uh, sitting down talking to that dude. Yeah, and it's a good one. You can go watch it. I mean, they get into some political stuff, which like they're both more on the same page than you know. Which is oh, fine. He, That's the he, other thing. He, he is was he... a diehard uh, Obama, yes. Hillary, Hillary. Like, yes, yes. Which is fine. I, I don't that that. By, no, by I, the way, I don't care about that. I it, mean... it affects nothing of me watching a TV show with with Mm-mm. him or anything else. And it's like, all right, cool. Um, but uh, yeah, sorry, Jabes. Once again, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. We should. We we'll yeah, move on. We, yeah. We do. We <laughs> I could keep, talk we about keep him. Talking about it for an hour. I could literally talk about him the whole show. The whole so, show. Yeah. Anyway, let's uh, move on. We do have some sponsors who pay for this show to be on the air. Uh, so we should we should get them first and foremost. Talking about BlackRifleCoffee.com. They are our chief sponsor. Um, they're the ones, the big dogs. You hear them in the uh, intro to the joints of Ross Patterson Revolution. Um, reason reason being is uh, they're sponsoring the show for for all of, of 2018, hopefully beyond. I, lo- I love their coffee. Um, BlackRifleCoffee.com is a premium roast-to-order coffee. They make it fresh in-house, bag it out, ship it around the world, right to your faces. Um, there's a one-time promo code of REVOLUTION on there, and I want I really want to point out, if you're going to use that promo code, I would, I would definitely use it for their coffee club of the month. That's where you're going to get the biggest bang for your buck and the savings. And uh, that shit just gets delivered to your house um, every single month on the same date. And you don't have to drive out to the store. The other thing I really love about their Coffee Club of the Month Club, and no other company does this, and they fucking should, is you get an email every month of like, hey, do you want to stop your subscription? Really? Yeah. Once a month of like, hey, this is just a reminder. This is going on your credit card. And if, if you want to end it, now is your chance. Who does that? No one does that. And so it says, hey, you, you have the next 48 hours. Your order is going to be shipped and delivered to you or you can stop it at, you know, at any time. No one does that. You know what they usually do is you try and stop it and they still charge, charge you, you for a couple yep. months thinking that yeah. you won't notice. Yeah. It just happened to me with uh, Vimeo and... Uh, uh, fucking dish. We were just like, oh, hey, sorry, we we threw an extra forty on there this month. You're cool, right? No, no, no I'm not. No, not, I'm not cool. cool. Black Thank Rifle you. Coffee does not do that, and I, I get these emails every month, and I'm like, man, I would never quit the the coffee club. Like, it's it's too amazing. But they still ask every month, like, hey, man. There's uh, something about them asking, being like, yeah. Thank you. No, where you know it's an option if you want. Yeah, 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 yeah. Therefore, you never will. Because <laughs> usually know? you click that auto pay and it forget it. You're, you're, sure. you're in it for the rest of your life. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's so hard to get out of shit like that. Fuck. Uh, I That's went, awesome. Yeah. So go to blackriflecoffee.com. Uh, get yourself a subscription. Uh, they got K cups, bags, and their apparel is second to none. At blackriflecoffee.com, you can use the one time promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. Next up, we've got StrikeForceEnergy.com. 
Boom, 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 boom. Boom. Shibblankers. Shibblankers. Um, we we talk about Strike Force all the time, uh, about their four amazing flavors, X, Y, and Z. I want to tonight focus on uh, Sean Matson, who sent me, the, he's one of the owners of, of Black or, uh, Strike, Force. Strike Force Energy. He sent me a picture of himself in a suit. Um, it was a oh, I think I saw that. short sleeve suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it I've, shorts too? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, be- I believe it was. Yeah, because he put it next to the LeBron picture, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Short <laughs> pants. Short, yeah, yeah. Short sleeve suit. Uh, I love that look. Laughed for a thousand years <laughs> last night, Sean Matson. And, and he sent it to me late and I just, it really got me. Um. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, man. They're, they're just fucking good dudes. Uh, I enjoy Sean Madsen and Bruce Schley and those guys. And their product is second to none. I was asked at a, I was at a high flutin uh, VIP thing for the Stanley Cup. Somebody had asked me, like, hey, man, who do you think, like, out of all the sponsors and all the stuff that you do, like, is there companies that can make it to 100 million? And I was just like, probably, yeah, Black Rifle Coffee and Strike Force, probably. Like, um, their product is universal and worldwide they ship everywhere in the entire world so if, if you're out there and you want to try it wherever you're listening and i know the show goes out to like 100 countries they'll ship it anywhere in the entire world so just do it uh they got four amazing flavors and uh 10 pack 40 pack all that shit uh buy it strikeforceenergy.com use the promo code revolution for 20 percent off and that's good every time uh next up we've got straightrazors.com Ooh, that's a clean cut Smooth. You like it? Okay. <laughs> People are starting to send in shirts for straightrazors.com, James, with you write you write it on there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a couple test models. Um, straightrazors.com. Look, Father's Day is in a week. It is next weekend. Order your father a fucking straight razors kit for uh, for Father's Day. Promo code Revolution is going to give you big savings on this one. Twenty percent off there is is fucking gold. And uh, their their shaving equipment and their products for dudes are unmatched. So their the smolder aftershave, I use it every single day. Smolder cologne, I use it every day. The the shampoo, conditioner, all of it. Uh, they've got beard oils, mustache waxes, everything. If you're nervous about using a straight razor, they've got safety straight razors to start with, and uh, they look like a fucking normal razor. But those sh- that shit lasts for fucking ever. So go to straightrazors.com. It is Father's Day. Get your dad a nice gift. Don't be an asshole. Use the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. Last but not least, Jabes, we got my new new book when darkness falls he doesn't catch it we're getting close we're getting close to that new york times bestseller list i can fucking sniff it i can i can taste it i can taste it somewhere in the neighborhood of 2500 copies left so dude that's nothing it is though it is something so you gotta these pre-sales keep going you gotta keep uh ordering the pre-sales they all count for opening week that is how you make these lists is once you make it once during the one week, th- there is no taking it back. There's no take backsies. Um, but the list does start over. Yeah. No, it's like 7,000, um, six, 7,000. So um, once you, uh, uh, that one week is over, because all your pre sales count for the first week. Okay. Once that week is over, you have to start over and then you have to. Okay. Get that same number the following week, which no is way. a bitch. Yeah, yeah. It's a fucking bitch. So you pretty much have to do it opening week. But once you're on there, 
then you're fucking riding dirty forever. So please go out and pre-order when darkness falls, he doesn't catch it. Go, go to amazon.com, barnesandnoble.com, all that other shit. Um, it, it would mean a lot to me to make this fucking list. And uh, look, the show is free. Just this, this, just this one time. I'm asking you to buy something. Just do it. But it's not even charity. Do it for the big guy. It's not I know, charity. It's, not. it's like you're. It's, I we're just, just want to be on the list. Telling you yes. about an awesome book. Yeah. That you will love. Yeah. And uh, it, look, it's a sequel to A Night She Cries. Obviously, it's it's the funniest thing of all time, and I'm super stoked about it. Um, I I think it's it is literally a game changer of like how fucking funny this is if you thought the last one was crazy this is just escalating shit to another level um man we're gonna we're gonna attempt to do a show today um because uh i, I still feel that bourdain hangover man for real <laughs> for, like I, I i still feel t- like terrible terrible about it you know where you're just like shit yes that was your dude i feel horrible for you well thank you uh, i went to sleep to interviews bourdain interviews did you watch the cnn I watched the CNN thing this morning, but I went to sleep too. He did a great one on Marin. Uh, was he, he on Marin? He was on Mark Marin? Yeah. And yeah. that one's like, if you don't fall in love with Bourdain after that Marin interview, Marin, that, you'll never like him. Yeah, that's a great interview. Um, uh, st- you, know, you know, the best to, still in my opinion, the best to ever do it is Howard Stern, um, interview-wise. Yeah, I don't know if he did Howard Stern. On uh, Mark Marin? No, I don't know if uh, Bourdain ever did. Oh, you know, Stern. I don't know. But I, the reason I bring up Stern is, uh, you know, to shift the conversation a little bit um, is I, I watched him on uh, David Letterman's uh, this this next my next guest needs no introduction mm-hmm, without me. I did. Sometimes we trade these. Uh, you watch Wild Wild Country without me. I've, I've received, <laughs> by the way, I've received like hundreds, no hundreds of, I do have, I've tried to watch it now like three times. Uh, I, I've received hundreds of messages from you guys about how great it is. I, I've, I'm aware I'm trying to watch it. Jesse has already seen it. So it's Bahagnan tough. Got, Sheila. Yeah. I've got, <laughs> I've got to watch it without, I've got to find some, some time without you to watch it, which is, which is tough. I may watch, I could watch it again. Okay. The Rajneesh. All right. Um, <laughs> so with that, I, I we had slow internet the other night. There were storms or whatever. I couldn't get any other thing to work but that Howard Stern thing. Okay. Because Netflix now does this thing where they put something huge on your screen where it's just like, this is the, the thing. This. You watch this. Yeah. The rest of it's garbage. You need to watch this. And so I watched it. It was... Letterman and Stern, and he essentially interviewed Stern. And, uh, you know, uh, interview-wise, I just don't think you can fucking beat that guy. And the other thing about it was a lot of people said that he was retiring or maybe not retiring. I don't see it after that interview now. Um, I knew, I knew, I, I had heard through the rumor mill that they had offered uh, Joe Rogan his spot on Sirius XM to take over whatever because Howard's like 66 now or something. Um, yeah. But you watch this interview with him on Letterman. It looks like the same guy from fucking 40 years ago and nothing has changed and he's not slow at all. He's still super fast. Mm -hmm. And the difference in, in interview styles with Letterman and him, like you can tell it stern mentally is just on a different level. And it's, you're almost waiting for the questions where you're like, God damn it. Can you just catch up to where Stern is? Because you're, it's not the same. Um, and even after watching it, I was like, man, that guy's, that guy's still the best. 
And, and I, I found something really telling about what Letterman said, the, the compliment that Letterman paid to him was that, that, that Stern essentially created uh, a, a job in a way of, of doing a morning show or any talk show, comedic talk show, that 500 people across the country on every radio station in America or in podcasts are trying to recreate. Yeah, that's true. And it is. Like, that That guy is the godfather of all of this shit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we talk about the godfather of podcasts or whatever. Like, his switch to Sirius XM back in the day was was kind of like that where it yeah because no one was listening no to one Sirius. and it felt like a, a podcast and mm-hmm. um i know with Sirius xm they'd went all in on him his deal was three years 500 million or five i'm sorry maybe it was five years five years 500 million and then he there was like another 300 in like stock options and oh uh Lord. yeah the day that it, it, it that that his contract ended he sold off all that stock but um just because he wanted the money Sure. Uh, and you also, you know, look, back then you didn't know if Sirius XM was going to be a thing. It, it turned out it was. And I, I would say 90% of it is because of Howard. Like, I, I wouldn't have gone. I don't think anybody, his millions of listeners wouldn't have gone over there um, without him being there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, that guy essentially, that was the first podcast over at Sirius XM. Yeah, yeah. You'd pay for it. But, you know, there was all a bunch of weird shit on the network. Now it's huge. Um, you know, a lot of people have radio stations on there. Uh, the Beatles, Elvis, Petty, Andy, Pearl Jam, a- Andy, Andy Cohen's <laughs> over there. Howard Stern's there. Uh, Kevin Hart has got a show there. Jamie Foxx, like, I mean, fuck LL Cool J just started one the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of that is because of Howard Stern and you realize how great he is. Um, and that guy to me is still the best interviewer on the planet. Uh, okay. Howard, Howard Stern. There is no gaps there. Right. I hate long pauses or where things fucking empty out. He he does not have that. It is boom. There's no dead air with it with a with a guy like that. Um he talked about back in the day, he said he was the worst at it though. He was just like I was the worst. It was just so much dead air. He was just like really? Oh yeah, yeah. It was like it was like I was barely there. Um It's so- definitely a style I could see why you love it so much. If you're like that and you need things to be like, yes, super fast, super fast, fast paced. And, um, I like a moderator who's not afraid to step in like, you know, somebody who's not too fanned out. And it's like, you have to get to a certain position of power for that Mm -hmm. to not fan out over people or other, you know, else the interviews are fucking boring, but, um, yeah, I, I enjoy it. Whereas, you know, everybody else, everybody else's jam. Is that that chick from Fresh Air? No, I would say the there's a lot of the people. opposite. There's a lot of people, but I would say the opposite of Stern is probably Marin, as far as like interview styles that get different things out of people and are just a completely different style in right. a different way. Where it's like I'm gonna kind of ease into it. I'm gonna be curious about your life, kind of talk about mine to get you to open up. Right. And um, it's a slower interview for sure, but I for that's more like my style that I would like. But like, I enjoy. Look, no, I, I love Mark Marin. Um, I, I like Mark Marin a lot. There's other people that I can't stand. I'm not going to go. Oh, and, for sure, no, go no, into no. Him, but I'm just saying, like, Stern style is yeah, like 
it's very specific, but it's interesting. And it's radio. It's more radio than it is podcast, right? So it's like it is, there's yeah. always something going on. You're always switching. It's live. Like, right. You know? Right. And for me personally, I was never into talk radio or any of that stuff mm-hmm. growing up. He was the he was the one that switched me where I was just like, oh, shit, this is fast. I just listened to this for like an hour and a half and I had no idea. Different characters. I just characters, listened to this for two hours. Yeah. yeah. And had no idea. Yeah. Um, I also like his, his celebrity interviews. Oh yeah. Cause he cuts to the, the shit where that's the, the one place that a publicist cannot protect, protect you mm-hmm. because he doesn't give a fuck. So if you leave, you leave and you know, he has so many listeners that you need him mm-hmm. and he knows that and the publicists mm-hmm. know that and everybody knows going on the show, you're going to be underneath you got to be open. Something is If you don't happen. answer something, he's going to fucking kill you. Yeah. 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 So I, I, I enjoy that about him. And I, I found it fascinating him like watching the uh, that interview where it was just like, fuck on, on him on Netflix. Like he's still the, the dude, man. Right. Um, and he's I because I, I, I've heard very uh, opinions from other people who were like, man, Stern is dead. And it's just like, eh, I don't think so. I just think he switched like he's doing more celebrity interviews and not like the waka waka. Um, you know, like the jokes and the jingling bells yeah. and shit like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, so, uh, I don't know. It, it, that, that was a good one to me. I'm, I'm going to dip into wild country, wild, wild country though. Yeah. Try it. I mean, eh, it's interesting. Where, where did it go off the rails for you? No, it's just, it's one of those where we've talked about where they're doing these series where it could just be a, an, an hour and a half, an hour movie, Gotcha. but they're kind of dragging things out. And so the middle couple episodes in the middle, I was just like, all right, we're just, what are we doing right now? Like, let's get to the point. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the Duplass brother style oh, right now, boy. I guess. Boy. How many, how many are there? Do you know? God, there's like for that one, I think there's like eight. Oof. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So it's a Are lot. It's in, a lot of filler. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Right. So it, it's a lot. You All can right. get kind of lost in this in a story that could have just been tidied up, pretty tightened quick. up, yeah. and been really interesting, actually, yeah. which it is. You just have to go through a lot to get to the final. <laughs> All right. The Rajneesh. Um, we're going to switch it over to, uh, to, to Kanye's new album, by the way, I was, Uh I was talking about it on the last show that I was excited for it. Um, Kanye and Kid Cudi, uh, it's called Kids See Ghosts. That's the name of their band. Okay. Um, for this collaboration and, um, fuck. It's called a collab, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the collab. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, James. God, be cool. Another one. Yeah. Be cool. Uh, it was incredible. Uh, okay they did it they did it and you know i i I, afterwards i always go online afterwards i don't like to read the reviews beforehand i go on afterwards to see if people dug it as much as i did not only did they dig it um and love it but i saw the same fucking articles about kid cuddy that i saw about Pusha t two weeks ago when his album came out which was Oh, he's back. Kid Cudi's back. Oh, man, we slept on Kid Cudi. Same with Pusha T. Like, oh, man, Pusha T is back. We slept on him for so many years, and he's brilliant. Mm -hmm. There's one factor in all of this shit that is missing from the rest of it is Kanye produced both of these. Yeah, obviously. So 
are they back? Are they the greatest? Were they the greatest already before? Or is it Kanye? Or is Kanye continuing to be the greatest? Jesus, man. No matter how much you hate him or pissed off at him, is he just not yeah, I, going I, away and I will or say fading this, away? The, the, the backlash he received for the Trump you know, for wearing the Make sure. America Great Again hat. Which is insane. All that, sh- it was, yeah, which is insane that there was any backlash that to begin with. they got backlash, yeah. Um, is now way blown out the wind. I mean, no one. Oh, yeah. Not one person is talking about that. All they're talking about is how great his music is. And uh, motherfucker, he is just doing it. That I've, I listened to that album, I think, four times yesterday. Um, the reason being is all of these albums are seven songs a piece. So you're only looking at, you know. 24, 25 minutes worth of music. That, oh, that's okay. why I've, list, I've been able to listen to these things uh, four times on repeat. And Apple Music, man, Apple Music is inserting themselves as the dominant force. And oh, yeah. uh, no, but to like an nth level where they're dropping these right away. So, like, you don't have to buy it if you're a subscriber to Apple Music. That is crazy. Crazy. So you're just listening to the new albums and it's the, the, the way that they're measuring. Uh, bestsellers in albums these days is on a stream process now. It is not on, you know, physical album sales have a little bit to do with it, but it is, it is now, I think, 80% is streaming. just streaming. Traffic. Yeah. No, smart. no buying of the album outright, just streaming. Right. And um, uh, I went right there. Zero issues. Like, you know, usually you wait or there's a hiccup or, you know, mm-hmm. you're fucking pulling some bootleg off a of SoundCloud. Right. And uh, oof, God damn it. Not with Apple Music. I mean, shit. I, I, I haven't had a better musical experience where I'm like, oh, this is free. Like, there's still that part of you where you flip over and you're like, wait, this is free. Yeah, it feels weird for yeah, sure. I'm, I'm, me and my family are only paying $14.99. I know. Uh, total. It's cheap. Yes. Is it going to get more expensive? Probably, but... Maybe, I, I, I don't know, but uh, I, I then hopped over to Apple Music or to Apple and, and, and saw what their numbers were. And they were like, man, I, they're already up to like 30 or 40 million subscribers for Apple Music. And it's like, fuck, uh, might be time mm-hmm. to get back in the Apple stock because once everybody figures. Oh, that's right. I got out of it. Yeah. Well, uh, well look, once everybody figures it out, how great Apple Music is, yeah. then it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, you have to have a phone or a device or whatever to get it because it, it's it's phenomenal. Um, and on that rap tip, uh, the other one, you know, who has been forgotten about because he's been in a legal battle for six years is uh, is Lil Wayne. Oh, that's right. What's going on with? Finally settled after six years. Little of, Wayne. Uh, little the littlest What's Wayne. What's going on with Little Wayne? He sued for I, I believe in the neighborhood of uh, I want to say it was fifty eight million somewhere in there. Uh, high dollar amount that he said was being taken from him. Um, which look, the music industry is the worst goddamn industry on the planet. Yeah, they fully took it from him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> Did he use it though? Kind of, you know, like you know, when it comes to like, were you at tour on tour asking for outrageous things that they? You know, you'll probably... never you'll never get that answer. Like, no, but... uh, somebody's paying for those private jets. Sure. So I think a lot of people forget that. When I what I did find interesting is he not only did he want that money, but he also wanted out of his his deal at Cash Money Records. He didn't want to do work for Birdman anymore. Didn't want to do right. sh- do shit for him. The settlement is extremely interesting because he was suing Cash Money and suing Birdman. They paid nothing. They paid zero dollars. Um, Universal Music, however, who owns 
the rights to distribute it, um, paid him ten million. So that was the settlement. He got okay. ten. He got ten million. Uh, he got out of the contract with cash money. Mm-hmm. He's done with Birdman and those guys. Um, and the Carter Five, which this everybody's been waiting fucking five six years for this goddamn album to come out. It's been finished. Um, the only guy who had it was the Farmer Bro guy who bought it off of somebody for a couple million and has listened to it and was dropping snippets. The Farmer Bro? Yeah, who just went to prison. Uh, Martin oh, Farmer. Sh- Martin Shkreli. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Farmer Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, sorry. He, uh, farmer. No, no, Pharma. <laughs> um, he had it and was releasing snippets and then there was a court injunction in place that he couldn't play it. Nobody knew where he got the album, blah, blah, blah. And his review that it was... It was fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, now that gets to come out through Universal. So I think they looked at the numbers probably after all of this shit and just said, all right, we, we need a fucking hit album mm-hmm. this year. Uh, we'll give you $10 million. That should suffice. Uh, you get to put the album out through us, make your own money through that, and, uh, and that's how we'll, we'll recoup that $10 million. That's my guess. And then in the meantime, that clears you of your contract. And we've watched a bunch of these rock docs back in the day, mm-hmm. uh, especially that uh, Jimmy Iovine one where he was getting all of these artists out of their contracts for yeah. ever. It's these weird settlements like this where you know a, a label can step in and say, all right, guys, you want to leave your deal and, mm-hmm. and sign a, either a more lucrative one or sell shit on your own? Fine. But we we own something of yours, something valuable, and that something valuable is going to be the Carter Five. If I've learned anything from these rock docs, though, and especially the like the more recent ones, is that being um, signed to some kind of contract with a record label always sucks. Oh, and, and it, it never ends up good. It leads to years and years of years. Of, of lawsuits, and you know, with this again, looking at that. Their settlement now from afar, just you know, as an outside observer, it allowed the Birdman, who was you know the the CEO of uh, Cash Money Records, to not pay any of that forty eight million that's at all. Crazy. So that's that, that's great for him. However, you know, he's in return, you're essentially trading your best artist, who's going to go on and sell a million, a gajillion copies of this. Yeah. Um, or streams or whatever the fuck it is of uh, of the Carter Five for the record label, they get the album, so they're going to get all the proceeds for it. Uh, Wayne is out of his contract for ten million, so he can go and sign something lucrative later on down the line. That's a lot of moving parts to push together to make this happen. And uh, if you're looking, if you're asking me who the real winner is in this, it's probably all of them. <laughs> Birdman doesn't have to pay forty eight million, yeah. which he probably took. Let's let's be honest. He probably took that money over the years. Um, I think he probably Wayne, took some of it. Yeah, Lil, Lil Wayne uh, also discovered Drake and Nicki Minaj and put them on that label. Mm-hmm. So that guy's been making right fucking boatloads off of that. I mean, they're the three of them for a good stretch of ten years have been the the, the biggest sellers of of this last decade. Yeah. So God knows how much money he's made off of that, but this this clears that forty eight million dollars off his plate, and pl- probably clears an audit where it's just like, hey man, okay. where did this money go or sure, not go or blah sure, blah blah? Sure. Uh, for Universal, they get the Carter Five. Um, they'll probably make him an offer. 
uh, to do you know four or five albums, and they'll re-sign them to their own contract. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's the thing. You're going to be in another fucking contract. And for Lil Wayne, he gets ten million. Uh, his album gets to come out, and then he gets to sign a you know some five album deal somewhere with okay. somebody. And uh, all th- all three to me won. Um, now this album better live up to the hype, or he's going to take shit for it. Yeah. Because everybody's been waiting for the Carter Five, so we'll see, we'll see. But uh, uh, inside sources have said probably this fall is is when it's going to come out. Okay. Uh, and if so, I'll, I'll be same thing with like these Kanye albums and everything else. I'll be there at midnight just waiting so, for it. So are like artists more wise to that shit now? Where like back in the day, so the way that it worked was like you get signed to the label, you go on tour, right. They like give you a private jet. You you stay in all these yeah, amazing yeah, yeah. hotels and you just think, oh my gosh, like I've made it, right? right, right. Meanwhile, the record label is charging you for all the oh, things yeah. they're yeah. in quotation marks, you know, giving you. Yeah. Right? So they must, artists must be wise to that now, right? No. Or they can still get away with no, it? No, because you see this dream or, or this money or... Uh, and the, the, the biggest one that recently signed was that low pump. Uh, he signed for eight million with Warner Brothers. Okay, and I guarantee you this dipshit. I, you know, I, it was uh, Jay Cole wrote a song about him about what was going to happen in this guy's life, and he's okay. like, "You're going to blow all of this money on cars, sure. jewelry, mm-hmm. shit." And he goes, "No one's telling you this, but you should buy a fucking house, mm-hmm. buy property, buy outright, buy Invest. all this stuff." Yes, yeah. Because what's going to happen is it seems and great. don't take the pi- private jet. Don't da da da. Like, well, here, here's the thing: that eight million is going to seem great, right? Sure. You're going to owe a bunch of albums, you know, however many it is that you mm-hmm. owe the label. Yes, those private jets and all of that shit are going to be on that bill later on in so the So you'll year. make the eight million. Yep. You'll spend it all. And then when you're done with the tour, you'll get a bill from your record label. Yes. For around exactly. eight million, yeah, yeah, you think? Yeah, so yeah. it's actually going to you're going to be sixteen million in debt. Yeah. yeah. By the time you're done with this whole thing. So uh, it, it keeps happening somehow. Uh, the only That's one, I mean. the only one who's kind of beat it. And when I say beat it, beat the system. Um, and I, by the way, uh, those of you out there who only think I listen to rap, it's not true. I listen to everything across the board. However, rap happens to be the biggest thing in, in the culture these days. And they're seemingly the only ones putting out albums at this pace. Um, I mean, my, f- my favorite rock bands and shit like that just aren't man like mm-hmm. uh kings of leon seems to be only putting out an album every fucking three or four years now and yeah it's few and far between uh like the killers things like that like yeah. it's just they're not they're just not putting out albums as fast as rappers because it's not the same type of music you don't have to get four people together from or a they're band all in lawsuits. To, to collaborate yeah they're all in lawsuits like the fuck so 30, 30 seconds to mars we watch yeah. the dog. yeah um, so I look rap right now is dominating and that's the only new music that, that is kind of coming out here and there. So that, that's why we're talking about it so much. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think, I think chance the rapper is probably the only one who's doing it right successfully. And, uh, he's probably the richest, I would say, um, Yes, because he doesn't owe anybody anybody anything. anything. (laughs) All of his music is streams and Mm -hmm. and it comes out through like TuneCore, and it just goes right to him. 
right, right, right into his bank account. That's crazy. Yeah. Dude. And, and it, you know, they report every single day so you can see how much money you're making. And, uh, he seems to be smart about his money and, and all of that shit. So if you're an ind- as an independent artist, that that's probably the guy where, where you're looking at him saying, all right, this guy's really had to do it. He should probably give some type of Macklemore did it speech too. or or public service. Yeah, Macklemore. Whatever you oh, think of him, but crushed. Yeah, um, and it was all on his own. Yeah, uh, but but look, it, it's it that is a tough uproad climb for sure. To to do all of this shit by yourself, that is your own money that you're sinking into producers, studio time, tracks, all of that other shit. Um, again, rap is is easier to produce. Just because, you know, you have pre-made beats and things like that where, uh, you know, a band sitting in a room trying to come up with music, four or five members of a band, it's tough. Look at the Everett and the, and brothers. And the studio time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Abnet brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like so talented, but my God, they do like two songs and they're burnt, dude. Yeah. Cause it's cause they're playing. They start from the beginning. They play that. You know know what I mean? You got to play the whole thing through. You got to sing the whole thing through, which we watched that doc too on uh, HBO. Mm -hmm. And that was great. The Abnet. uh, But if you want to see how hard it is for like, and and to me, cause a lot of people say, Oh, they're they're, Those are the real musicians. They are. You're right. They play their own instruments. All that other shit. No auto tune. I, I can rap. Like I have a ton of rap songs out they're all obviously comedic mm-hmm. and joke wise, but like I have no musical talent whatsoever. Right. I'm able to write rap songs that are, have gone out to millions and millions of people. Like, um, you know, I, video views just off my rap songs is somewhere in 10 million, somewhere in there. And it's like, I'm able to do it. I'm not a musician. Like, right. So it is definitely not, not the hardest no. genre in music. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> It's it is definitely what the Abnet brothers or like Dave Matthews is doing and and uh, and all of that shit and yes. doing well and at a high level. Um, shit, Dave Matthews is still the biggest one of the biggest uh, sellers out there right now. Um, to, like tour wise, the end of every year, that motherfucker's making you know top three every single year. Um, still doing it. They lost their violinist though, which sucks. Still jamming. They lost Boyd Tinsley. Just jamming out. Yeah, he got caught up in a Me Too, and then they had to throw him out of the band. Which oh, is, really? Yeah. I thought you meant they lost him, like he died. No, the saxophone player died. Okay, but uh, what happened Leroy with Moore. the violinist? <sighs> Some sexual ac- accusations, and uh, it was a small announcement. Just sneaked out in February of we're we we're, were replacing him and moving on with our lives, and that's it. And it was just what? like, yeah, it's gonna be strange seeing them without him because he was massive part of that band um so yeah so i I, I don't know what's gonna happen with them who's gonna do that part yeah look there was a lot of violin in all those fucking songs so it's uh Oh, yeah, it's Dave. crazy to me. Oh, Dave, it's crazy to me. And, and it, look, it's concert season right now. Right? Everybody's touring. Everybody's uh, going to shows. And sure, yeah, sure. I've, seen, I've seen a lot of pics from Dave Matthews. You know, people, people with no smiling with no lips. Yep. Yeah. At a at a concert. You want to talk? Like, like I found that to be the funniest <laughs> thing in the world, and I've never noticed this until you brought it up. What? You want to talk about women smiling with no lips? Okay. White women in their, what is it? It's late thirties, early forties. White women smile with no top lip. No top lip. Yeah. Why is that? 
Um, well, as you get older, which mine is disappearing too, but as you get older, that top lip loses its like plumpness. Why? Why? Oh is my that? gosh. We lose all kinds of things when you get older and especially white <laughs> women. My God. No one ages worse. Yeah. Than uh, that's a true. white it's true. Yeah. blonde lady. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for get it yeah. after 35 <laughs> just joking <laughs> but like basically yes yeah um so you lose you just lose elasticity and everything right and mm-hmm. like collagen and plumpness or whatever so it's gone yeah and when you really smile anyone when you're really smiling with like teeth you'll lose that top lip a little bit um so so now you know everyone will notice now when <laughs> When white ladies are smiling, doing their selfies. Look, look for, so next, because you, you told me about this. And then I went to Instagram and, and found some friends that were 35 plus, And I was like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Holy Just like a girl's shit. night yes. or a girl's trip. Yeah. And you like put the camera at a high angle and just smile because you're so happy. Yeah. You're having a great time. It's a real smile. Yes. A genuine smile. Someone said you're this having to a great me the time. other day. I was at an event and like I do a closed mouth smile. That's my smile to prevent losing the lip. You're so right. So I don't do the teeth. Teeth, yeah, I never. So see, I you're do right. a, you know, yeah. I do a whatever. And you're the right. girl I never goes, noticed that. yeah. And so the girl goes, um, whoever was the photographer was like, okay, and put your head down and put lift your leg up and uh, do a real smile. And I was like, I don't do real smile. Thank you. And she was like, oh, uh, okay. She was like with my camera, like taking a picture for me. Real smile. Now give me a real smile. And I was like, I don't do that. (laughs) Thank you. I want to keep my lips in the picture. At least you're honest about it. That's really funny you say that. you, You do do that in every single photo. I've never noticed that. Now I do. Because when I do really smile, a toothy smile. it ain't cute. <laughs> I'm having a great time, but it doesn't look great. And that's why I don't take a bunch of selfies of me having a great time. What a was, real what great was time. The, uh, the, the white girl Instagram, the basic white girl Instagram that you were talking about? A boomerang with cheer, oh, oh, cheer, so, cheersing of wine glasses? Yeah. So there's a couple things that are a staple yeah. in a white lady's uh, story. Well, you have to do the boomerang with the drink. Sure. Right? Wine we, glasses, girls champagne, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. you do the all your glasses in the middle, a boomerang back and forth. You do a no-lip selfie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you do a story that goes nowhere and no. has nothing in it. No. It's just a picture of... It's like a pan of whatever restaurant or whatever thing <laughs> you're in for no reason. Um, And th- those are your basics. That's your starter kit. Yeah. That's your white girl. That's your white girl. Girls your basic night out. white girl starter kit right starter there. Starter kit. Is that. Smile with no lips. Boomerang <sighs> drink. So good. It's so true. It's so <laughs> fucking true. And you can always tell when it's a, uh, like a mom too, like a mom, oh, yes. a mom's night out. Oh yeah. Cause they'll post in their Instagram feed in the feed itself. 900 pictures and you're like whoa i, I am seeing every single second of your night tonight yep yep, yep. up oh. to a certain point yeah because then it it really drops off and especially if you're a mom um and i i will say that for me as well i'm putting me in this group but if you're a mom going out to drink um it goes it goes real instagram past 11 p.m for a mom is is a uh, 
well you're wasted yeah and and your tolerance it's just not there anymore and you've gotten one night away and the kid is asleep by that point so you know bad things not bad things but yeah you get real wasted i get it and the stories uh you just put the phone away you know what i mean you have to you should yeah you should. You should take a couple of like the first drink of the night. Yep. Do your boomerang. Yeah. And then do your story. And then, and then, or the uh, new never thing. Never post again. And then that. never post again. Put the phone away and just have the evening however you want to have it. Um, or those new story things where it's like <laughs> ding, 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 you know, where it's like goes by all those like new features yeah. on the story. Yeah. They do a lot of those with nothing nothing of uh of interest in there but they're just using that i've been going fincher by the way on my my instagram stories fincher oh yes i've been going uh fight club on on (laughs) on my instagram stories anybody who follows my instagram at at st james st james it's one of the best on the planet i do a lot of fucked up shit on there but like lately i've been getting into these fincher moments where if you post a, a story uh I'll post maybe three or three or four frames of something super graphic. Mm-hmm. Um, one was like hardcore gay sex. Two gentlemen were caught fucking in a parking garage. And I'll put a violent like soundtrack in there. Like, mm-hmm. like you know, something like that sure. where it's just like, oh my God, did I just see that? And it's um, just for one second? No, it's for three frames. Oh, so three frames. It, it's, you know, three, uh, Three tenths of a second somewhere in there. You know? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is a that is a blink. Super violent. Yeah. So like people are like, "Whoa, did you I could just blink see and miss it. what yeah. I think I saw?" Mm-hmm. And I was just like, "Yeah, you did. You did see that." Got it. Uh, That's what they do in Fight Club, right? Yeah. They put yeah. in that like one frame of porn. Yeah, yeah. Th- different fucked up shit throughout yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I do that on my. I'm starting to do that on my Instagram stories just to do it. <laughs> I love it because when I first saw it, I thought, you know how you just like thumb through, yeah, like bam, 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 and get through it. I thought that I did that accidentally, like through a longer story (laughs) that you had of like two guys effing by a freaking by a truck, and I was like, oh, did he do a whole thing that I just passed through? No, 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 it's no, he put uh, that into three tenths of a second. Yes, 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 yes. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, I do love. I do love my artists. I have a little demons. Yeah, yeah. Demons. I just. I, I. I find it fucking hilarious. I really do. That and scoring people to weird shit. Like I like to score people to weird shit. Right. There was a girl who uh, was at the. It was a Padres game against the Braves. Um, the other night, who caught a, a, a foul ball in her beer. The beer I don't was even understand how that's possible, but go ahead. The beer was full. Right. It was just a perfect shot right into the beer. Beer pong style. Yes, exactly. And uh, she held up the beer for the crowd and the crowd erupts. And then she just fucking downs the entire beer with the the dirty ass ball in it. Yeah, Uh, I I was a little bit. Which is awesome. (laughs) Um, And I, I like I scored it to the natural. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, yeah. nice. So I like like scoring weird shit to people where it's just like. Uh, yeah, I like using the Jurassic Park theme or like a Forrest Gump. Yes, yeah. You're big on like movie soundtracks that are, <laughs> that are, but they're don't like, fit. Yeah, but you like don't, you can't place for a second what it's from. It's yeah. just so ingrained in your mind. <laughs> like that Jurassic Park op- opening, right? Yeah. 
And you're like, yeah. oh, what is that? Yeah. It's making me feel something. Yeah. But then what I'm seeing is not what I should be feeling. It's Jurassic Pork. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I like, I, I really fucking enjoy uh, weird shit like that. Yeah, you do have really fun do. with it, don't you? I did it last night for uh, LeBron. LeBron's yes. James. LeBron James's uh, last game in Cleveland. Sure. As you know, the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers were swept in the finals by the Golden State Warriors. And I, me personally, I think LeBron is gone. Uh, he's out the door. That is his last game in Cleveland. Um, he hates the owner. They don't even speak. They haven't spoken. And when he decided to come back to Cleveland, you know, he didn't even call the owner. The owner was like, I found out on Twitter just like everybody else. When he decided to come back? Yeah. The owner has no say in that? Not when it's LeBron James. If if he's coming back, that's how much money. And look, he won a championship. Like That's how much he means to a city and a community. And you can bet starting July 1st is when... Fr- that. F- July 1st. No, it's true. I don't buy that the owner doesn't know how much he's paying for. No, no, no. It's a max contract. So you know how how much there's the, the, the NBA sets a a max contract limit. Oh, okay. So you can get whoever you want within that. Correct. Okay. Got it. And his, his people, I guess had talked to the owner. He physically had never talked to him or whatever. Um, until later on. And even after they got to the Eastern conference finals, there was a shot of him walking back to, to take the, the trophy for the NBA East. And the owner was just like, high five. LeBron just walked right by him, didn't do anything. And it was just like, Jesus, man. God, I hate him. He's the worst. Um, the, 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 he's three and six now in the finals. And the debate now of him versus Jordan is officially over. Uh, Jordan was six and oh in the finals, never lost, and was finals MVP every single time. So let's be real. Yeah, that's, that's, that's over with. Uh, three and six. I mean, to get there nine times is amazing. To lose six times, though, is. Pretty fucking brutal, right? But that video on on my uh, Instagram was was legendary. It was. Um, it was good. It was a classic. Because I I cut in super serious music to his entire career, sure. and then it switched just to to hardcore graphic gay sex uh, from Broke Mac Mountain. Like all of the greatest mm-hmm. scenes from Broke Mac Mountain are in. <laughs> Don't give it away. Don't spoiler. Well, by the time this show comes out, there'll be 30 other posts of like fucking chaos. Can't even get to the story. No, no. So it'll be, it'll be gone. But, uh, I enjoy shit like that. Um, my guess on LeBron, by the way, for whatever reason, and I'm feel like I'm, I'm in the minority on this one, but I think he's going to go to Philadelphia. Uh, okay. On, on Drinking Bros, whoever listened to that episode. Uh, you don't think he would go to LA? From the Stanley Cup, you'll know oh. that we talked about the NBA Finals. Uh, I predicted the Warriors in a sweep. Um, and uh, I also predicted on that show that he'll go to Philadelphia. A lot of people are saying Los Angeles. Uh, a lot of people That's are saying I Houston. Think. Los Angeles or Houston seem to be the two. Uh, Los Angeles, the reason being is because he's got a production deal. Um, he's doing Space Jam 2. And he's got a shit ton of other movies. I mean, he was in that Amy Schumer movie, Trainwreck. Mm-hmm. Uh, seems to be a natural fit. As we know, he has a house there now. And Isn't he worried about all the racists there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Isn't he worried about the crazy conservative that, that, vibe that, that in L.A.? That case has still never, <laughs> yeah, ironically, yeah. been solved. Isn't he worried about all the white nationalists in L.A. running yeah, around? exactly. My, my two problems with L.A. and uh, the other one is Houston. Houston, 
has the best shot of of uh, actually winning a title. They were close to beating Golden State without him this year, and with Chris Paul and James Harden, if you add LeBron to that, whew, that's going to be a tough team. But you're you're in the West, and you still have to play the Warriors just to get to the finals, and that's not a guarantee. You're going to beat the Warriors and get to the finals. So. Same thing with with Los Angeles. Los Angeles is too young of a team right now. You'd have to do all the work again. You'd have to do all the work again. So you're going to need other pieces. So it is possible. Paul George is out there. Kawhi Leonard is out there. It is entirely possible he could team up with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard in L.A. They'd have to do some shifting around, but they can make that happen. And uh, I think that team... uh, would be competing for a championship as well. But again, with LA, you're still stuck in the West. So you're going to have to play Golden State just to get to the finals and Houston to get to the finals. And that is that is a tough, tough fucking order. Whereas in the East, the East is still weak. Um, you have the Boston Celtics who have a great young team and two veterans who got hurt who are now going to be healthy. That is going to be a fucking beast of a team. But it's still the East, and that's kind of the only team you might have to worry about. And I, I think with Philadelphia's young talent, uh, the way the city of Philadelphia is passionate about their fucking sports teams, um, LeBron wouldn't have to play point guard anymore because you, you have Ben Simmons. He could shift over to another position. And uh, to me, if you want to save your legs, save some time on your career at this age, because he's going to be 34 next year. That's the place to do it. Who could take some of the heat off you? But uh, we'll, we'll find out. July 1st, this madness is going to start again. It starts every summer. It's, and it's always there, weird. And then the middle of the night, we're just like, wait, what? That guy's going here. And it's. Is it's there a be... world where he stays? Yes. And that world is uh, not because of the owner, uh, not because of the team, because I don't think this team is good enough to win a, a championship at all. He would need some other pieces. The problem is. The way that their contracts are structured with the rest of his teammates that aren't very good, they're too high. So moving these contracts out of there for people who are making scheduled to make $19 million next year, good luck with that. That's going to be tough. He's going to have to be carrying the load again. The only reason he stays in Cleveland is he's got two young sons who are, by all accounts, NBA prospects already. Mm-hmm. One in particular who's older and is in high school and... uh if he stays on the trajectory, he stays. And LeBron James has said this: my dream would be to play until my youngest or my my oldest son is in the NBA and I can play against him, which would be weird, weird, but but <laughs> phenomenal. Um, Just I, weird. <laughs> I've only seen it happen once in sports, and uh, it was Ken Griffey Jr. played with Kendrick uh, Griffey Sr. and it was pretty fucking incredible to watch. There was a game where they went back to back; they hit back to back home runs. And it was fucking wild. There's something about baseball where that kind of gets like, I I feel like that's more moving than basketball is such a like in your face, totally against each other type sport. Yeah. I, I But I will say this. It would be a an unbelievable testament uh, to how strong of an athlete you are yeah. to last that long in basketball In in basketball. I, I want to preface that. In basketball, because it basketball takes such a fucking toll on your body night after night. If he's able to play till 39 years old to when his kid would be able to be in the NBA, fucking hey, good on you, man. I mean, that would be crazy. 
And it would be a really strange sight to see because to my knowledge, it's never happened in NBA history. Uh, and look, the NBA is a, an unforgiving game. You can ask Kobe Bryant or Shaq or Barkley. Once you're out, you're out. And it's, it catches father time, catches you real quick in that sport. If he's able to play that long, fucking a, good on him. But uh, I think his championship days um, are over, uh, me personally. And with that, uh, we usually do the revolutionary figure of the day, um, which we still are, but uh, we're, we're actually going to give it to, to Tony, to Anthony Tony. Bourdain. Um, you know, we, we obviously we talked about him a lot at the top of the show. Uh, to me, that book and uh, his style truly revolutionized the celebrity chef and celebrated cooking uh, in a way that it hasn't been celebrated before. Uh, before that you had Martha Stewart. That was kind of your only public figure or face. And, you know, I remember growing up as a kid, Martha Stewart was always on Letterman cooking and, you know, the today show and all that other shit. And it was just like, yeah, but I don't care. She's fucking boring. And I don't, you know, well, it's the first time that he brought some dignity, dignity and respect to like just chefs that work on the line. Right. Not celebrities, but just that world of like the real chef and that's really back there, really working the crazy hours and like isn't just Emeril Lagasse like coming out. Exactly, and like, yeah. So he brought he brought kind of a, an, almost like an elite air to, to that, to just a working class sure. like chef. And, and, and uh, like uh, as a bigger picture to to his life i i think i think me personally he made it cool for men to be like proud of their profession that they were chefs and cooks and things like that yeah whereas back in the day you know it wasn't a popular thing to be like i'm a i'm a cook or a chef no, at a it was thing. a little it was just like it was uh, tragic it was working class it was tragic you're yeah like, oh you're just a not just anymore a man yeah. that is you know if you're a chef now that's a that's a showstopper at a dinner party. Like you know, we were out at a, a, a dinner party the other night, and somebody said they were a chef. Literally, everybody turned, which is like, oh man, oh my gosh, where? Bro? Twenty oh, years yeah. ago, you don't turn and say, oh, where's yeah. the chef? I want to hang out with him all mm-hmm. night. Like, you, you don't do it um, mm-hmm. now. You do every everywhere you go. You're it is an impressive thing, and you know, I, I think he he got to show how hard it is to cook, how special it is to have that kind of talent and craft in your life, and. Uh, yeah, Anthony Bourdain's the the revolutionary figure of the of the day. And more importantly, like just making food something that is like more emotional or more like can bring people together more yeah. than just like, oh, you you put your your avocado foam on top of like he hates that shit, you know? Yeah. It's more just like make me a good meal and let's like talk and have wine and like sit for long periods of time and you know debate and like using food and you know a lot of the reporters on CNN were talking about like his journalistic style is like what we all wanted to be but we, you know yeah but yeah. he just was able to do it he sat down put some good food in front of people and talked about like really hard hitting shit and so that was more his thing more than like a chef is just like using food to have conversations with people that maybe don't agree with you maybe don't have the same yeah you know views or religion or anything but you can have a meal and talk and and the other thing that that i want to add to this before we go is um 
uh, you, Jesse Wiseman, in real life, um, as a person, this was your dream. This is this, is, this has been your end all be all dream job, uh, besides the podcast, obviously. Um, yeah. But 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 I'm I'm being s- serious. Is uh, this was your dream job in life? Of like, man, if I, I and I, you know, I've always asked you this, like, if you could do anything in this world, what would it be? To have my own traveling cooking show or eating show and, and going to these right. amazing restaurants right. and being like a female Anthony Bourdain. Yes. You've said that a million times. Um, <laughs> and yes, it, it, it would be a dream. And then, you know, your dude goes. I know. Yeah. Your but dude again, goes. what did I say? Go, he's probably making room for me to slip right in there and yeah. take over. Yeah. <laughs> he said, we can't, there's not enough room in this world for two Bourdains. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sure CNN would, would love to pick up the cooking show. You right? You right, it? <laughs> I won't eat anything weird. You won't go to. You just give me a bowl of pasta you would with eat... Parmesan and butter yeah. and I am. <laughs> There, friend. You wouldn't even make it to Asia at all. Oh no! You'd skip that whole continent. No, no. They say, <laughs> and now we're having tripe, and I'd say, nope. Yeah. yeah. Nope. Take that out. Yeah, because every look, all, all of <laughs> I these... only go to Italy and France. That's it. Just I don't go anywhere oh. weird, and I only eat just the totally normal shit <laughs> and drink like subpar wine, <laughs> Bud Light. Yeah, so so me and Anthony Bourdain, samesies, twinsies. I think that'd be a great name for the show, just the subpar gal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, what, what are you eating? Oh, yeah, it's, just it's butter bu- and noodles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I love it, guys. It's a bologna sandwich again for, for yep. For change. I've tried pasta, plain pasta, all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a grilled cheese in every corner of this of the globe and i'll take you with me join <laughs> join the subpar gal on you like it no i don't bring me a grilled cheese that's the thing that's the only thing hold me back is i cannot eat that shit that no. he eats no i can um uh, well yeah, yeah. i'll be your repair then exactly. your eric repair yeah. <laughs> just... <laughs> i'm just like Ooh, uh, anything uh, with like a weird texture yeah, like gone no <laughs> you couldn't do it you could not do it james um <laughs> and with that my my only dream left is uh is to do these books uh a night she cries and when darkness falls uh, as an hbo series um, oh, that'd be sweet. Yes, so that that is my only dream left. My my only thing. Yours, at least, you're not going to run out of time. I am going to run out of time. So if it doesn't happen in the next five years, that ship will have sailed. Um, the problem with mine, and I think with well, the problem with mine is that everybody wants to do it. When you say, "Oh, your dream is to, to right. have a travel show like Anthony travel Bourdain," sure. there's a million people that are saying the same thing. You know what I mean? It's not, I'm not unique in that at all. It's just like, oh, I just want to do it so bad. Yeah. I think I could bring something interesting to it that like. You'd be funny. These other girls or people that are doing it right now to me are boring. Snoozes, yeah. They can eat more weird things than I can, but I'll still, I'll take you to the places and tell you about the stuff. Yeah. And I'll have a bucket next to me to just spit it out. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Lots uh, of hard cuts of me. Uh, <laughs> I'm just joking. 
Um, uh, the other thing is uh, with with these books and, and all of this shit. Um, I uh, a lot of people have asked if if I would consider crowdfunding for the movies for these books. Can't do it. They're too expensive. Um, they're these it's budgets too much to ask. Yeah, yeah, it's too much to ask for, and I, nobody's ever raised that amount of money. I, I would peg these budgets at a minimum of twenty million. You're doing a period piece. One's the first one's during the gold rush era. The second one's during the Civil War. Jesus Christ! But if you guys do want to see it, you can. If it's number one bestseller, it is. I think you can do stuff like that. You can, and and that that's why I I, I keep fucking hammering this. Is I I can walk into an HBO. With a with a number one bestseller and be like, hey guys, let's deal. Um, I, I I otherwise I can't do anything with it in life. So my time is running out on that. I would I would say oh. I've got five years to make this. I know, I know. At least your dream is is achievable, and I think I could some, do it at fifty. I yes, guess. yeah. It, it, that it could it someday happen. I mean, shit. Bourdain was sixty one, and and yeah. doing it real well like he i felt oh, like he, he's only peak, gotten dude. better yeah because i you know i've watched all these shows with you he's only, he's only gotten better it's the same like your dream is achievable later on in life mine looks wise and age wise will not be uh past a certain point so i won't have a top lip but i'll be a lot of fun yeah <laughs> <laughs> top chef top lip top lip <laughs> just another white lady who lost her top lip yep uh, for Jesse Wiseman, a.k.a. The Jables, I am Ross Patterson. This is The Revolution. Thanks for listening. R.I.P. Bourdain. Good night, everybody. Good night. Uh, be open to experience. Be willing to try new things. Don't have a rigid plan. Accept uh, random acts of hospitality without judgment or fear. Don't be afraid to wander. Don't be afraid to eat a bad meal. You know, if you don't risk the bad meal, you'll never get the magical one. But I think most important, you know, be humble, be grateful. Uh, be aware of the fact that you are probably the stupidest person in the room. I think I made of, maybe before I started traveling, I thought that the human race as a whole were, you know, could, could and would turn on itself at any moment. You know, venal, petty, cruel arbitrary and it's true that all of those things exist in this world but I meet mostly pretty nice people doing the best they can often under very very difficult conditions I met a lot of very nice people who've done very very bad things that conflict with my deeply held uh, conceptions of justice of sexual equality or acceptable practice or religious views um, a lot of gray areas in travel. Um, but I think that on balance, the world is filled with people doing the best they can, you know, who love their kids and, you know, would like to, you know, put on a clean shirt every morning and live their lives with a little dignity and have access to food and water, hope, um, just like everybody else.